this is Story Quest. Today's story is The Playground Dog. Dog in the playground! That was the sound that kids at the local school loved to hear because it meant there was an escaped dog that you could stroke and play with. And there was one very important person whose job it was to make this happen. More about them in a second. Now, although this is a story about a playground dog, it starts with playground gods. Yeah, gods! I'm sure you already know that every school has a playground, but did you know that there are playground gods who oversee all that goes on? There's Sylvia, the goddess of skipping and clapping songs. After all, where else do you think they come from? She swoops silently and unseen amongst all the crowds and whispers the words into the children's ears. Brutus is the god of playground bullies. Fortunately, he's a lot less powerful than he used to be. He misses the days when lunchtime supervisors didn't exist. Now they were always meddling in his business, sticking their noses into dark corners and breaking up fights. Most of the playground gods were concerned with helping the children have fun. After all, that's what break times and lunch times should be about. Instead of phonics and mixed fractions and trying to remember the point of the canopy in the rainforest. Uh, Colin is the god of collectibles. Conkers, football cards, game cards, loom bands, fidget spinners, whatever the current craze might be, all slipped into pockets, whipping up a storm of swaps and trades. Tig is the god of Tag, and his brother Tag is the god of Tig. Essentially the same game. They chase each other around, whipping up a breeze that sweeps the children in to play. And there's Stanley, the god of football, and Gerald, the lesser god of deciding who goes in goal, and all sorts of other gods too. You get the idea. And then there was Doug. Doug was the god of playground dogs. Yes, I know that playgrounds don't usually have dogs, but every now and then, a local pet would escape, or a stray would find its way through the fence and some daft collie or tiny cockapoo would race around the children, pouncing at footballs and wagging its tail, all whilst the kids went mad in delight and tried to snatch a stroke. The school caretaker would then have to caper around the playground to capture the hound, again making the children howl with laughter, creating a scene they'd remember happily for years to come. It was Doug's job to make this rare but exhilarating thing happen, tempting pets from their walks, conjuring up the scent of a juicy steak to coax a stray, easing open a gate just enough for the dog to scamper through, all perfectly timed for when the children were out playing. Checking the roster, it seemed it was time to make the magic happen once again. So he soared and swooped around the local area looking for a suitable dog. The park had recently made a new rule that dogs had to be kept on leads. This was annoying, as it made his job much harder. Only one dog could be seen in the park anyway, a skinny little terrier trembling on the end of the lead, held by a burly man. He was just wondering how to proceed when there was a strange flash of light, and in a moment the dog was free from the leash. Doug wasn't sure what had happened, but he didn't waste a moment and swept ahead of the dog, whipping up the scent of sausages to trail him into the schoolyard. The dog was a little nervous, 
But sausages were sausages after all. And so he began to run and run and happily squeezed through a hole in the fence to reach the playground. Well, when the children saw the little dog, a cheer went up. The little dog had never had so many people wanting to stroke him. Doug beamed happily a job well done. The caretaker looked out of the window and rolled his eyes. Oh, here we go again, he grumbled. Every few years this seemed to happen. He'd been at the school a long time, had to catch more dogs than the local dog warden, he reckoned. Doug was just about to have a lovely rest until he felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned to find a foxy-faced god, someone he'd not seen before. Who are you? I'm Rex, the god of dogs in need. Doug, I'm playground dogs. What do you mean, playground dogs? Is that even a thing? Apparently is. Doug shrugged. Well, like I said, I am dogs in need. And I should point out that I've just done your job for you. You didn't get that mutt into the schoolyard. It was me. You? Yes, that poor thing, his owner, is terrible. He hardly gets enough to eat, and as you can see, he's filthy, and there's something of a flea issue. I had to get him away from his owner. Hence the flash of light? That was you? Mm, Technically, that was Carol, the god of banknotes. I asked her to drift a crisp ten-pound note into the bushes, and once the owner saw that appear in a flash, he dropped the lead and started looking frantically for more. But once the caretaker catches the little dog, they'll try to find the owner, Doug said. They never stay long. Yes, that's the trouble, said Rex. I hadn't expected that. I hadn't really thought that far ahead, if I'm honest. Well, what can I do? You're the playground expert, you and your lot. Can't you think of a way to help? Doug had a think. The playground gods were full of ideas, good ones. After all, you needed good ideas to come up with all the fun games in a playground. He said he would talk to the others, and hopefully they could come up with a plan to save the little dog. Matters were made easier by the fact that the dog did not have an identity tag, but they could expect the owner to be on the hunt. It was just a matter of time. In the meantime, the caretaker looked after the little dog, bathed him and treated his fleas, and for the moment he was safe. The gods got to work. The football gods and Tig and Tag loosened the door of the caretaker's shed so the little dog could join a game, leaping towards the ball and even scoring a goal before dashing to join in chasing games. It was so much fun to have a dog joining in. New songs for clapping and singing sprung up all about the little dog and soon it was as if the dog had always been a part of school life. Thanks to goddess Sylvia, a new collectible card game became popular. A rather obscure one from an animal welfare charity, but it was so popular that the school invited a lady from the charity to talk to the students. She heard the story of the little dog and how poorly he'd been treated and praised the children and the caretaker for their kindness. She gave posters out that the children stuck on lampposts and notice boards all over the neighbourhood, telling people to be on the lookout for animal cruelty. With the picture of the little dog from where he'd been found looking so thin, dirty and forlorn. Another picture showed him happy and fluffy in the centre of a group of smiling children. Now, what about the owner? 
The owner had, indeed, been searching high and low for his dog and was surprised to see from the posters that he'd been found and clearly living the life of Riley at the school. Fortunately, thanks to the posters, he was too embarrassed to go and get his dog because everyone would know how badly he'd treated his pets and he can see from the pictures the school wouldn't easily let him go. He shrugged his shoulders and decided he'd had enough of dogs. He'd have to find something else to boss around. And so, as no one claimed the little dog and the school had fallen in love with the pup, he was allowed to stay and live with the caretaker and join in the playground fun now and again. Well done, Doug, said Rex, the god of animals in need. Couldn't have done it better myself. Joint effort, Rex. I'd never have got him off that lead without your help. And it's done me a favour. I mean, if my job is to get dogs in the playground, that's my job sorted for the next few years, isn't it? (laughs) They've got one permanently now. They'll probably expect a different dog next time, pondered Rex. But yes, tails are wagging. And the children are happy, added Doug. And that's all that counts.